Hallelujah. Glory. I agree <laughs> that his blood still works. We are on the fifth sermon of the series, Deconstructing Idols in order to resurrect the living Christ in those areas. Today I want to talk to you about chasing the wind to fill the soul. Chasing the wind to fill the soul. Philippians 3. We're going to read 1 through... Eight, and it reads as such in our hearing. Family, brethren, rejoice in the Lord, for to me to write this same thing to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. Beware of dogs, beware evil workers, beware of mutilation. We are the circumcision who worship God in the spirit, Holy Spirit, rejoice in Christ and have no confidence in the flesh or in yourself. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh or myself or my achievements, if anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, and he said, I used to, so more, I was circumcised the eighth day this is his resume of the stock of Israel, um, of the tribe of Benjamin. I'm, 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 I'm pure blood. I'm Hebrew, Hebrew. I'm Jewish, Jewish. Of a Hebrew of Hebrews concerning the law. He said, I was of the strictest set. I was of the Pharisees. Concerning zeal, he said, I persecuted the church. I threw people in jail. People died because of me. Concerning righteousness, which is of the law, he said, I was outwardly blameless. But, <laughs> but what things were gained to me, what I thought profit me, what I thought made me something, what I thought I was doing something. These things are I have counted as loss for Christ. Let's stop there. Father, even now, Lord, speak. Make clear. Lord, move Tracy out the way and hide me behind your Shekinah glory. Even now, in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Paul just gave us a resume of what he chased in life. 
of what he thought was going to give him significance, of what he thought was going to make him somebody. Listen, he was religious without being saved. And the truth of the matter is, we all used to chase something. We all, as a matter of fact, if we're not careful, we can still find ourselves chasing the wind. Somebody will ask, well, well what, what do you mean by chasing the wind? The wind may touch your hand, but it won't stay. You can't hold it. When you close your hand to touch that wind, it is gone. You will find that that which you are chasing is nothing. I don't know what you chase, but all of us need to look back to see what is it in life have we chased or are we chasing that we think is going to fulfill us because all of us, if we're not chasing Christ, there's something else. And whatever that something else is, it's an idol. It's, 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 it's promising something that it can't deliver. When Matthew Perry died, that actor died at 54, I started reading what they were saying about him. Did you know that at the height of that show that I didn't care for, you might have watched it, I didn't care for it, but of friends that each of the six actors, and the actresses are all of them actors now, made a million dollars an episode. It was so popular at the height 50 million people watch their show. They could command and stick together that at the end, an episode, not a year, an episode, not two years, a million dollars, each one of them, an episode. His quote is this. He said, of all the people who chased fame, I did more. He said, I thought that fame and attention and money and all this was going to fill the holes in my soul. But he said this, he said, I found out that none of this, I could not get enough attention. He said, with all that I had, I realized that there was an emptiness in my soul. Then the last statement in the interview, he said this, I was tricked. I was deceived. When I reached the pinnacle of what I thought success was, or what I thought life was about, it turned out that it gave me nothing. It didn't fix anything. It didn't heal anything. All the money in the world, all the fame in the world. He was part of a studio that he was one of the prime people they went to for shows and movies. And he said, emptiness. 
Within a year, he had drugs and alcohol problems. He said, I fell at least 60 to 70 times after becoming sober, trying to fulfill with worldly things that only God can fulfill in your soul. He's not by himself. As quietly as it kept, we all have chased after the wind. And if we're not careful, you could be chasing the wind even now. That, that somehow, for some reason, you have put church over here, but the rest of your life over here. The, the reality of, of the relationship of God in every area of our life has not become, is, is not fulfilled. We don't see it. it. It's over here. Yeah, I'm a good person. Yes, I go to church. Yes, yes, yes. But, but, to, but to really be walking with him on a daily basis, turning to him for your joy, your peace, your soul satisfaction, no, you're not there. You know what I realized? That until we experience and taste and see it is him, we don't know it's him. You hear me, but you really don't hear me. Because you don't see how, how, how something that you can't see Someone that, 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 that's not in, in our ear sight and eyesight. You don't feel him with your physical body, but you sure can feel him in your spirit. <laughs> and until we taste and see that he is the best thing, that until you taste and see and experience how real he is, until he overflow your cup and you recognize nobody can do you like Jesus until. Ecclesiastes 1 and 6, and I'm going to read it, and, and it probably won't come up because I didn't give it to him. Uh, I, I found this afterwards. It says, who is like a wise man who knows the interpretation of things? Uh, the, 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 the new life says, how wonderful is a wise to be wise and analyze and interpret things. Wisdom lights up a person's face. Watch this. Turns it from being, turns it to soft instead of harsh. I mean, can, can I dive into this? Until God is weaving, you seek the hand of God weaving every part of your life, life doesn't make sense. Until you recognize God has a purpose and plan with your name on it, and you are allowing him to, to, to weave the fabric of, of him in it and your life is about him and his kingdom life doesn't make sense you, you can't tell me that all the bad stuff 
And even when it's good, it's not that good, makes sense. Matthew Perry, here he is, got more than most of us ever have. And he says, just like Solomon, meaningless, meaningless. If this is all that life is about, it does not make sense and it has no meaning. Why wisdom? It's not human wisdom. It's wisdom that God gives us. I get called a lot of times to walk in situations where all you see is just, wow. Man, young man, diagnosed with stomach cancer, diagnosed with going to a few weeks left, few months to live called me over and said, Trace, I need to talk to you. Went over, he said, sit down, I sat down. And his question was not why. His question was not when. His question is, do you see God in the frame of this situation? Older lady, just everything that fell apart. Everything was fell apart. She was in her 70s, called me up, sat down, and she started just, didn't tell me why, she just started going through all the things that was happening in her life, just, just one after one, one after one, one after one. And when she stopped, she looked at me. <laughs> and what she was saying, can you interpret this? Right now, many of us are mad at God because we don't understand what life is about. We can't interpret all the segments, all the discoloration, all the loose fabric, all the, we, 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 we and, 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 and we stay mad because God hasn't given us an answer of why. And many times the answer is not why, but who. And what I discovered is many times God will not give you an answer to why you have to go through until you are almost at the end of going through. And what he's been accomplishing in the through is making you lean closer to him in the process that through it, you love him more. You know how much he loves you. Your faith is stronger. Your integrity, you can't be shaken by what the devil throw at you. That you will stand flat-footed and trust God in spite of what life has to do. And you learn that in the through, not at the end, but in the through, God showed you something. And you become the recognized our God is God. Our God is a mighty God. Our God is good in spite of the circumstances. My question to us, what Paul had to learn, it wasn't in his works, it wasn't in his circumstances, it was that our God is real and he wants a personal. You know how personal 
how personal God got with Paul in, the, in, the, in Acts 9. Acts is, Paul is on his way to do more damage to the church. That but that I read to you, let me tell you where that but came in. It didn't come easy. He didn't just discover. He, just, he didn't just change his mind, but he was determined and set on his way. You know why I stopped? Because somebody calls me Apostle Paul. I don't like it very much. But when I see Paul and his determination and set in what he was doing, that was me. Here he is on his way to Damascus and, and he saw a light that knocked him off his donkey. And he hear a voice that, Paul, why do you persecute me? Why, 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 why are you doing what you're doing? Listen, not just to my people, but to me. Let, let me explain something. When somebody the stuff to you, they really doing it to Jesus. Oh, y'all need to hear this. Because a lot of us want to get back, want to get mad, want to pay you back. But as, but as long as you're doing it, God's not going to do it. But God said, don't you know that you're mine? Don't you know I got you in my hand? So what's that? he said, I take it personal when somebody messed with my children and it's not like they doing it to you, they're doing it to him. And sooner or later, he will pay them back for what they're doing to him because he take it personal. <laughs> oh, oh, matter of fact, you, you, we all need to be praying for people. Lord, forgive them. They do not know what they do. Lord, have mercy on them because they don't know when they mess with me, they mess with you. Lord, I'm praying for them because <laughs> that really should be our attitude. When you know you're his, when, when you know whose you are, when you got that personal relationship with him, stuff just fall off. What's this, what's this, what's this? He said, he said, then, then, you know what, what got me? He, said, he says to Paul, he says, it's hard, and only the King James, the new King James says, NIV don't have this, other words don't have this. He said, it's hard to kick against the goat. Let me, let me explain what that is. That is the poker that they would poke goats or donkeys with that would give them a little stick to get them out their stubborn ways. I, I, I didn't realize that God is sticking all of us. Don't raise your hand, because you don't have to. The thing is this, are you continually gonna keep going in a way that he's trying to change your direction and he's sticking your conscience. He's sticking, I can say for a fact, 
God, before he finally knocked me off my horse, had been sticking me all the time. And I would just shake it off. <laughs> oh, don't laugh at me, laugh at you. you Trying to replace our idols with himself. Trying to tell us the direction you're going and what you're clinging to is not it. Listen, listen, listen. It's not just the actions of what we're doing. It can be an attitude, a perspective. Paul had the wrong perspective. He thought he was right, but he was wrong. He was standing there when Stephen's face should shine like an angel, and they went to Paul, and Paul gave permission for them to stone Stephen, and though they saw his face shining, though they saw him say, I see the Lord standing at the right hand of, of the Father, they still did what they did when they should have stopped and bowed down and said, there must be a Jesus. What is it that God has done in my life and your life that we should have stopped and gave him praise, but we... You know, how can I say this? In chasing the wind, what happened is you chase it, and when you grab it, you realize there's nothing there, but you keep on chasing it. <laughs> oh, shut your mouth. <laughs> you know they're no good. They told you they no good. They said they was no good. But I could change it. Wake up from a high, wake up from a drunk. I'm never gonna do this again. Set in our own way. Listen, set in our own way and keep on hitting up against the wall, but won't change. Trying to make it work. I know God is saying, my children, I'm not against you. I'm for you, but you keep on thinking that you know better than I do. And God said, I started at the end. Then I went to Genesis and said, let it begin. I've already set your course and I got everything you need on your course. If you just walk the course. Listen, he said, he said, he said, it's time to 
not just talking to me, he's talking to you, but he's talking to me, he said, he said when are you going to begin to trust my heart towards you? Jeremiah, Jeremiah 29. We love this verse, but let's, let's dig into this verse. Let's dig into this verse, because I, I, I got so much I could talk about, but I don't got time to talk about it. So, so we're just going to go to Jeremiah. Let's, let's listen to Jeremiah. For they prophesied falsely. Let's see, make sure that's Jeremiah. Okay, Jeremiah, okay. Uh, in my name, and they have not, and I have not sent them, said the Lord. For this said the Lord, when the 70 years are completed in Babylon, I will visit you. I will keep my good promise to you, causing you to return to this place. Now check this out. They have turned so bad, the people of God, the children of God, who saw the promises, who has the history, that the, the nicest thing God could do is send them in captivity to Babylon. That sounds crazy, don't it? You know what I discover? Some situations he has to to get our attention. I know for a fact there are situations God had to put me in to get me where he wanted me so he could bring the best to me and bring his best out of me. At first, I was mad. <laughs> Don't sit there like you've never been mad at God. No, no, don't sit there like you didn't like what he did and you threw a hissy fit. Do a temper tantrum. See, 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 what I learned is when you real with God, God get real with you. As, as long as we faking it, as long as we don't get real with him, oh, oh, I could come in here and preach a message, but don't bring no change. I want us to see the heart of God towards us, but as long as we see, and when we see the heart of God, we recognize how much he loves us, how much he cares. We got to come out of the deception that Satan has laid before us because we are either walking in the light or we walking in some degree of darkness. And the only way we can walk in the light is expose the darkness. Watch this, watch this. He says, he says, I got good towards you. I, I'm still holding on to the promise I told you. He said, for I know the thoughts that I have towards you. Watch this. When he says good towards you in that first verse, he says, what I have for you is beyond your wildest dreams. When you go into the Hebrew and you break into the Hebrew word, it, 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 it explodes. It, 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 it's more than what the English can really translate. The ideal is what I have for those I love, those that are my children, 
those that, that I have to prepare you for it so that you can handle it. But what I have for you is greater than your wildest dreams. Know what the problem is? The weight. God preparing us. God changing our perspective. God changing our mind. God changing our attitudes. God changing our want-tos. God's changing us so that we can agree with him and say, Lord, I now trust your heart towards me. Am I speaking to anybody? If this is true for the whole nation of Israel, except from a few, guess what? We have to deal with this in everyday life. God is with us. He's walking with us. He's there. And, and, and even when we come up against the unspeakable, the unimaginable, we still got to look up and say, you're still here. You still love me. This was not in my purpose. This was not in my plan. I don't understand. And I know that you're not giving me a reason why, but I choose, listen, to choice. I choose to trust you even if I got to struggle with that. We struggle with trusting him. Don't tell me you don't wake up with a bad day. Wake up on the wrong side of the bed. <laughs> but you fight that. You know why? Your feelings is not safe. And you can pull your feelings in the way you want it to go. You know what? No, I found out. If, regardless how I feel, if I start praising God, if I start talking to him, if I start saying hallelujah, my, I, my feelings change. Everybody, you, if you begin to just, I mean, listen, listen, you do it not because you feel like it, because you need to. Oh, you need, you in a fight. You in a fight. So, so you need to use your weapon and, and get your praise on. Put on a song. Go through the sunset. You're my, you're my, you're my fortress. You're my butler. You're my strong tower. Lord, fill me and cover me with your loving kindness. Lord, I trust you. Lord, take your wings and cover me even now. Hide me behind your pavilion that the enemy can't see me. Oh, oh. Your mouth is your greatest spiritual weapon. Use it. Hallelujah. Let me, let me go on. He says, he says, he says, he says, the thoughts that I have towards you, the thoughts that I think towards you, what he's saying is, it, the thoughts, the thoughts to think, it is, it means I'm weaving. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm weaving your, your life is, is my masterpiece. And I'm weaving all the fabrics of the good and bad together. He said, I haven't left you 
Hebrews chapter 13. I will never leave you, not forsake you. I will never leave you alone. I will never abandon you. I will never leave you without support. I'm coming out to amplify. He said, I never, never will. I will always be there to help you. I'm always in the midst of your everything. So, so what he's saying is, I'm weaving your life together so that when I show you off in heaven, you are a masterpiece. I'm amazed at what people have survived. I'm amazed that there's folks been through more stuff than we can imagine, and they are so full of joy. They are so full of, of the peace of God. Their presence make you happy, because they're happy. I'm amazed at folks that have let go and let God, and God is doing something so special in them that when you walk out of their presence, you feel like you have walked out of the presence of God. Oh, uh, y'all don't hear me. Listen, it's not because of what didn't happen, but God used what the devil tried to destroy them, and God used it to make them. Joseph, come here. He said, my brothers sold me in slavery. In fact, their first intent was to kill me. But God stepped in. Instead of killing me, they sold me. Then, then, and then Potiphar, I was his best servant, and his wife lied on me. I didn't do what she said I did. Then I got sent to prison up under the Caesar of that, the Pharaoh of that day. And in the dungeon was right where God wanted me to be. And while I was in the dungeon, I was trusting him. I was praising him. I still was giving him the best that I got because I had a promise on the table. After 13 years of being where I didn't want to be, God raised me up and put me in a place where I couldn't imagine a being. You know what he said? He said, he named his children. He said, he said, that God turned my suffering, the place of my suffering, into my blessing. You know, that's, 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 that's greater than getting you out. That's greater than just getting you through. When you look back and say, Lord, thank you <laughs> for my pain. Thank you. Thank you. Let me wrap this up. He says to the children, he says to the children, he says to the children of Israel in Deuteronomy 33, Verse 25, 26, he says, it, it sounds strange, but he says, as your day is, so shall be your strength. <clears throat> he says to them, no matter what comes, 
this day. The grace that I have towards you will rise up and give you all the power, all the strength that you need for this day. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, it should be some shouting here. Right? So I need to break it down a little bit more. What he's saying is, is that your problem didn't catch him by surprise. That before your day started, in your spiritual bank account, he gave us everything we needed to get through that day. Hold on. He knew the fire was going to happen on that day. You didn't know it. Your wife didn't know it. But God knew it. So everything that concerned you and your wife that day, he already had it covered. He had you home. Didn't have the children over there. Didn't have the grandchildren over there. And you, and you, and you caught it before it got worse than what it was. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Listen, listen, listen. Many homes burned all the way down. Many people get burnt up, you know. Could have happened while you were sleeping at night. The fire of the Lord could not have worked. But God, but God, that I'm going to show them my grace and I'm going to be there. Somebody here, you're facing a whole lot. Don't look down. Don't look to the right. Don't look to the left. But look up. Look up. Look up. Because he's giving you grace for that day. Hold on. For every Old Testament principle that I can bring over into the New Testament, I got a New Testament verse for it. Let me explain. Let me translate this in the New Testament. Paul, I'm not going to remove your trouble. Paul, I'm not going to remove your thorn. Paul, it's keeping you humble. It's keeping you in my hands. It's keeping you praying. It's keeping you dependent on me. But I tell you what I'm going to do. My grace, my grace with me, my strength, my enablement, my comfort, my covering, my peace, my power, my love, my covering shall be enough for when you're weak. My strength is made perfect in you, through you, with you. Turn to your neighbor and say, I'm covered by his grace. No matter, no matter what befalls me, his grace, his grace, his grace. Made it by his grace. Living by his grace. Celebrating in his grace. You can look at trouble and say, but his grace is sufficient for me. 
in my time of trouble, I won't give up. I won't give up. No matter what it takes, my God, my God, shall supply whatever. He promised. He promised. He promised. We never would have made it. Then I then I realized that some of the stuff that came my way. I did it. Not all of it. And now I'm making sure I'm playing good seeds. And even in that, it was his grace. When God covers you, he covers you. And if he allows something to get through, it had to get through him first, which means then he has added to your spiritual account that you have the strength, you have the wisdom, you have the power, you have his presence, you got the peace, you got the joy to go through differently. He's good. He's good. He's good. He's good. Even when life isn't good, God is good. Do I have any witnesses in the house that you've been through stuff, but you found God to be good? At home. He's good. We don't understand, we don't like, but his presence, he's trying to get us to lean into. He tells them in Babylon, when you call me and call me with all of your heart, not with a divided heart, but with all of my heart, you will find me. You can accept the Lord Jesus Christ right where you at. You can say, Lord, I need you. Help me to turn my life, put it in your hands. I accept Jesus. I choose you. And if you do that, the Lord will come in and bring about a change. Hallelujah. The ministers are going to line up at the door for those in the house those in the house. You need to talk to somebody. You need someone to pray for you. You're not quite sure where you're at. Are you just going through? You're just going through. And if you don't know Jesus and you know you don't know Jesus, they will see you. If you're out of church and you need to be covered up under a church cover, you can talk to them. There's ladies there that will pray with you also. For any lady that want to go to a lady, we got there. We got you covered. Hallelujah. We're going to bless the offering. 
because we're going to do it at the end as you go out. But God put on my heart, he said, bless it and bless those who give. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we ask that you touch those who give and those that wanted to give and those that are giving online. Father, bless them because we recognize you're our source. You're our source of life. You're our source of our treasure. You're the source of everything. So 